Hey guys, welcome to the Talking Shed podcast. Uh, once again, it's Cody and I on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, being that you can hear the uh, turbo humming on the F-150, yep. you know that we are driving down the road. What are we up to today, Cody? So we just got packed up and we are heading home from the Fort Wayne Farm Show. Yes, sir. And we got to talk about, we got out of that place in record time today. Yes. Um, yep. So... In, in the past, the previous record was 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, usually they don't open any doors or let anyone even carry anything out until 4. You and I went and ate a late lunch. Mm-hmm. We came back at like 2.45 or 3 o'clock, and they had the flooring ripped up, and uh, they had already made a couple trips out to the trailer. So we jump in, start helping. We had mom and dad and the truck and trailer out of there right at 4 o'clock. Yep, we kicked her in the butt and said, get out of here. Yeah, we beat the previous record by an hour. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I mean, we didn't have all of it out. We just had the tractor left, so that was... that was. Yep, Grandpa rolled in with the semi Mm -hmm. promptly at 4 o'clock. Elliot and Nathan and and you and I, we went and detached the semi. Mm Mm-hmm back the uh the Deutz 5080 and the the Salford spreader up onto the trailer got her chained down and grandpa he was uh he's pulling on the air horn by 425 yep yep we pulled out of there and away he went yep it was good it was good it's nice you know every time you go to a show um you learn a little bit more and more about how to become uh more efficient and uh and how to do things you know obviously faster maybe change this display or let's bring this let's not bring this and we were you know we found we brought some dolly carts we Mm -hmm. we we uh, brought some extra help in and man it it paid off we're uh we're gonna be home at a at a really good time Mm -hmm. we're cruising down 30 right now just outside of fort wayne and yep um yeah so that that side of it was good we also set up in record time too really monday yeah. we uh we got right in there and and it, it went well so mm-hmm. the next show um might be louisville it might be the iowa power show yeah yeah um uh, we uh for any of you listeners out there um if you've ever been to the iowa power show we have not We've just heard a lot of our vendors and different customers talk about how that's a great show. Mm-hmm. It's coming up the end of January. Um, we sell plenty of equipment out that direction, um, and it's a it's a way to get get a lot of acres in one place at one time. And uh, so I called out there today. They did not have any booth space available, but we were, on the list. Uh, we were like number one on the waiting list. So I filled out a form and. We'll see if we can get in there. I don't know. We'll we'll definitely give it a shot. That mm-hmm. show, um, a lot of guys are saying, is right up there with Louisville. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, what like the thirtieth through the fourth or something like that, or the second. Thirtieth through the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the trailer is loaded. We we got all the displays and mm-hmm. everything cleaned up. We might as well try one more trip. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, for sure. We'll see what happens. So we might be headed out to Iowa. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, next one up is Louisville. Um, but let's rewind and recap this week. 
Cody, why don't you walk through what you talked to customers about this week at the Fort Wayne Farm Show? Um, you know, we had a pretty wide spread as far as what was in our booth, as far as the other products go. So it was anything from closing wheels to row cleaners to uh, strip fresheners to strip till in general. Um, a few guys that were interested in the wine drop bar and uh, and had a had a guy interested in a couple of J&M applicators as well. So uh, quite a few folks make the trip down here from Michigan and uh there are quite a few folks that uh that are obviously in the indiana and ohio area that uh, are existing customers of ours that come and see us and uh you know it's uh they they've got time to think right now and they're they know that they need to get the planner in and so we we talked a lot of planner products and stuff like that so uh, you know, planer setups, you know, planer fertilizer setups was uh, pretty big here this week. So I uh, got a few of those to quote out here yet. And um, that was really about it. A um, few, few leads on the tractor. So uh, we had a 5080 uh, key line in there with a loader on it, a stole loader on it. So quite a few guys were interested in that. And uh, so, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much what I talked to guys about for the most part, and obviously the Devastator. The Devastator was big too. So well, that's a year-round product. Yeah, it's getting to be. It mm-hmm. has been really. I mean, but I think especially with all the residue that we had this fall, mm-hmm. you know, guys are they're always looking for ways to help break that down. Yep. And uh, that's definitely step number mm-hmm. one. Yep, for sure. For sure. I I talked to guys about. A plethora of things as well um granted it was more heavily weighted on uh planner focus mm-hmm. um you know closing wheels were the big the big thing mm-hmm. i mean uh you know we're still selling poly spikes you, you think you know man we sold five thousand rows last year and the year before and the year before and you think someday you're going to run out of planners to but you won't i mean there, there's guys that are that are still jumping on board and and it's good so we had a nice closing wheel display Mm -hmm. and uh turned out great so i yeah i I did a lot of planter fertilizer i quoted out some some tanks Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of those stainless tubes out the back yeah i'm telling you i've done a lot of videos on those tubes and uh there's no better way to do your two by two um, it's it's so trouble free, so cost effective. Yeah, the simplicity of it, I think, is really what guys are are really keen about that system. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. no doubt. And uh, so yeah, it was a great show. Um, the first day attendance was probably average, I would say. Yeah. On Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, um, it was it was probably, I mean, it was packed. Mm-hmm. But compared to a couple years, the last couple years, I would say is a tick lighter mm-hmm. than what I remember. Yep. I mean, the parking lot was full. The aisles were full. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was bombarded last year and the year before. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a tick lighter than that. Mm-hmm. Today was pretty slow. Yeah. The last day was slower than mm-hmm. I remember uh, the last several years being. But, you know, it snowed. The roads were slick this morning. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that might have had something to do with it as well. So Yeah, you know, the weather sometimes can play in your favor because, uh, you know, it was so cold out this week that 
there really wasn't much else for these guys to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not go in the warm farm show? So yeah. But when it snows and ice and, and you know they're it's sometimes better off to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So that may have played a little hand in today's attendance, but overall it was still it was still good. The guys that did come, you know, it was definitely you definitely had the quality there for yep. sure still but uh yeah that's kind of what uh what happened throughout our week for the most part um what else did we do well we uh you and i did a lot of driving we you and i we don't stay in in fort wayne for the show we drive back and forth every day you know Mm -hmm. we got wife and kids at home and Mm -hmm. and so we try to make it back at a good time and we leave early and this morning you know on our way up we leave the shop at about seven and you know we really don't eat much for breakfast there's really no time to stop and uh you know by the time we get to the show we're kind of hungry and then everyone shows up and then pretty soon it's 2 30 and we haven't eaten yet and uh i told cody yesterday i said we're gonna find a honey hole diner to eat breakfast at mm-hmm. and so we had two choices <clears throat> so this morning we left plenty early. We left the shop about 6.30. Mm-hmm. And we stopped there in Wilshire at uh, Everett's Diner. Yep. And, man, what a home run. Yep. We Yeah, that worked out really, really well. Yeah. It, it's not like we found a honey hole because that place has been there for decades. Mm-hmm. It was your first time. Yeah, it, it's just something you don't think about. You you drive by it. It's just a little hole-in-the-wall place in a, in a real little small village. And it... Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a lock for sure. I, I'll be going back. Home home run breakfast. Mm-hmm. You, you ever get through Wilshire? I don't know what time they open up in the morning, but it's pretty early. Mm-hmm. I've been through there a few times when, uh, you know, when when they were open and it was shoot, I don't know, six a.m. It seems like. Yeah. So they had good hot coffee, mm-hmm. the uh, sausage patties and bacon, and uh, over easy eggs were were sure good too. So. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was a home run stop. So we will definitely be hitting that uh, more often mm-hmm. on our trip uh, to and from the uh, the Fort Wayne Farm Show. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, we <clears throat> we made a couple new displays for this farm show. One of them was a, uh, a closing wheel display that Brent put together. Mm-hmm. The, and we we basically stacked the wheels just side by side instead of mounting them on a tailpiece mm-hmm. and man that that was a that was a yeah. attention getter mm-hmm. i think we had five different closing wheels on there yeah they were all in a roundabout way poly twisters mm-hmm. they were just different versions of maybe the cast or the cast ring or yeah, the short the, and the poly the cast ring was a hit mm-hmm. a lot of guys really like that cast ring yep yep it's going to be a good one mm-hmm. but uh so yeah that was that was our weekly adventure we put on a quite a few miles i mean it's only an hour yeah a little over an hour drive Mm -hmm. from the shop to uh to the show there so yeah that's what we did now back home austin and the gang and i just shot this video this morning for those of you that have been itching to see a video of the warehouse now it's not 100 percent complete but the new warehouse that we've been working on, mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, it is sweet. Um, I can't wait for 
spring to come around when we can have guys in there and and uh really serve them it's going to be a game yeah yeah for sure all the plumbing parts and everything are organized and accounted for and i know i know austin really appreciates it for sure well it's not so cold well yeah right now that's the big thing the old warehouse if you guys have ever been in there it it was frigid there was no heat no insulation Mm -hmm. this time of year it you're grabbing cold steel it was tough Mm -hmm. and uh now it's beautiful it's heated well lit plenty of open space clean organized uh it's going to be a big deal i I think i've been thinking we need to have like an open house or something yeah you know i know we're not completely done with the construction but we're done with the current phase for a Mm -hmm. little while so I don't know. A lot of dealerships have some open houses this time of year. It'd be all right to maybe have a one-day open house, get some guys in, and mm-hmm. and just maybe feed them lunch or something, have them tour the, the facility. Because there's a lot of guys. I get the question every day, where do I go? Do I go to the old shop or the new shop? Or, mm-hmm. You know, everything now, parts-wise, equipment-wise, is at the new shop. They're mm-hmm. on 29. Um, the office staff is still at the old location we don't have the offices done at at the new shop Um, but as far as part service whole goods inventory it's all there on 29 at the new shop so that's where you'll go that front building if you remember wabash garage where all the garage doors were Mm -hmm. um, that is now the warehouse that front building Mm -hmm. so it's pretty sweet and you'll have to check out that video uh on youtube so what uh you know what would you say cody um what do you think the ratio was between guys you talked to that were existing customers whether you sold to them or i did or dad versus new What, what do you think that ratio is um i would say guys that we've dealt with and guys that we haven't dealt with i would say it was probably 70 percent of them we have dealt with before the other 30 percent we haven't yeah i I would say i'd say it's pretty accurate you know and and sometimes you know we probably we probably had more than that as a ratio like just kind of stop in the booth like hey what's going on Mm -hmm. um but you know a lot of them know where to find us maybe they've already gotten their parts Mm -hmm. and they were just stopping in to say hi but yeah the overall people that we were talking to about product i'd say it was probably 70 30. Mm -hmm. it's just you know that shows so close to home that we get a good local crowd and uh and then you know there's a lot of guys that come down from michigan Mm -hmm. for that show um because of where it's located you, you get northern indiana you get southern indiana northern ohio and uh get mm-hmm. a good mix of of farmers you know some of them farm in sand some in rock some are seed corn mm-hmm. some are real small growers some are giant growers i mean you know there, there's some yeah a little bit of everything as far as who you talk to who is the furthest away furthest away <clears throat> oh man I know I talked to a gentleman this morning. He made the the hike down. It was five and a half hours from Grand Rapids this morning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I'd have to think on that one for a little bit. I don't know. Um, 
a, a certain distance doesn't stick out in my mind, but I know there was a lot of two and three hour mm-hmm. trip guys. But I, I can't think of you know anyone who made a trip that far mm-hmm. that that I specifically know about. You know that I asked them where they were from and, and that yeah. I you know quizzed them that they were that far away. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard to always put a thumb or a finger on the value of these shows because, geez, how many business cards do you think he handed out this week? Oh, I, I bet it was over 100. Yeah, I mean, because you'll get a guy, he'll come into the booth and, hey, you know, anything I can help you with? And, well, you know, I'm looking at maybe adding some fertilizer to my planter. I don't know what I want to do yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have it pulled in the shop well, you know, we can offer this, this, and this, and you give him a business card, and he may call three months from now. Right. And uh, so it's hard to gauge, uh, and then you keep going to those shows. I ran into a guy. He was in the booth. He really had no intentions of <clears throat> really even kind of stopping and talking. It was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just I started talking to him. Oh, you know, I'm just kind of looking around, and heck, pretty soon we started talking and heck we talked for probably an hour and here now he's looking for some tanks for his planter and i quoted him a complete planter fertilizer kit and he told me he goes i don't even know where you guys are at i never even heard of you i don't even know who you are and so i got him acquainted with the business and stuff and you know he's a guy that had never maybe never heard of us and uh you know we're going to do some some business with him so it's uh you never know what that next guy is going to need. That's what's so fun. Mm-hmm. He might come in kind of looking at that closing wheel deal, and heck, turns out maybe he needs a salford tillage tool. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just got to dig in and, and quiz these guys. You know, what's your operation like? What are you planting into? And pretty soon in our mind, we build a portfolio on different ways that we can help their operation succeed mm-hmm. and maybe that's with a closing wheel or maybe it's a row cleaner mm-hmm. and uh and you gotta kind of kind of find uh you know exactly what those guys are after um we're doing some rubbernecking here as we're driving <laughs> it's 5 30 and uh sun's going down there's snow on the ground it's 25 degrees out there's a bunch of deer yeah there's some deer deer out in the field well i mean if you guys have listened to us before you know this is also a hunting podcast too so we're do we have any hunting stories to tell i think we might have one we do yeah and we're only 20 minutes into this podcast i don't know if we're allowed to talk about them yet the contract says we have to wait till minute 35 i didn't sign it oh you didn't no well, heck, okay. We can tell some hunting <laughs> stories. I thought we had talk equipment for 35 minutes first. Oh, I... Heck. Well, I do have one more. I was talking to a guy. He came up yesterday, and he said, uh, you know, he I did not recognize this guy. I didn't know him, and he walked right up to me. He says, hey, Adam. And I was like, okay. You know, he knows my name, and... I'm like, shoot, am I supposed to know this guy? And how many times did that happen this week? Oh, a bunch. You know, it's like, shoot, I can't remember your name. Refresh me. And then he mm-hmm. says, 
well, remember I've got the I've got the three-legged dog. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jim down there on the other side of Terre Haute. Okay, yeah, and uh, but no, he he. I said, where are you from? He goes, I'm from St. Mary's, Ohio. I said, geez, and Pete's, you're right around the corner. Well, long story short, he has owned a Salford tillage tool, him and his his family, since 2004. They started off with a 450, which which was a very early model. Traded that in for a 570. Mm-hmm. They traded that 570 in in 2014 for a new 2128. Mm. And he wants to go five-inch spacing. Mm-hmm. He was at our field day this summer. I did not talk to him there. And he said, I've been watching your videos. I went to the field day. He said, I, I want to upgrade my seven-and-a-half-inch tillage tool. I want to go to a five. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. You know, so I've got to go look at his trade, give him some numbers, and uh, hopefully get him into a new Salford. So yeah, it's just... Uh, you know you never know um what the heck you're going to run into and like Mm -hmm. i said it's it's really hard to put a number or or a gauge on these shows you just got to keep plugging away keep talking to the customers Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you're going to end up with a stack of phone numbers that you need to call back and get with and and get them helped out with with parts and service Mm -hmm. and uh keep going to the shows keep going to different shows and pretty soon um you know there there's going to be a, a bunch of guys who who know who you are and that's what we've been doing yeah so mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, yeah to to add on to that um i had a, a gentleman that i sold a, a 22 24 to uh we traded in his 570 uh you sold his 570 out to new york you know okay. who i'm talking about no. So um, it, his name is John Shipper. Him and his brother bought a twenty-two twenty-four off of me. What was their trade? It was a five seventy, a twenty-four foot five seventy, I believe, is what it was. Okay. And it it never made it back to the shop, and the guy bought it out of Michigan, and they loaded it up on the trailer and sent it out for us. Okay, I think I might remember that now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, he is uh, now looking at an endurance spreader mm. off of us. Yep. So a litter spreader. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So he was uh, he he bought a Devastator here off of me this fall, and uh, now we're uh, we're making the transition to uh, a, a litter spreader here. That's good. So, yeah. So that was a, a it it's always nice. I've never met the the guy. There's some more deer out there mm-hmm. running. But, uh, yeah, I, I've never met him in person before. Uh, maybe once at, down at Louisville, I think I met him. But, uh, yeah, it, it's always good to, to see those guys again and you, uh, you, you, re, you regain that relationship that you had whenever you were first starting to sell to them and stuff like that. So Rekindle. Yes, rekindle. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's always nice, too. I, I always enjoy that but uh yep it's great to talk to them over and over again and and they'll come to you with stories Mm -hmm. they'll say hey you'll never guess you told me that that salford tool you know that you could run it right ahead of the planter and that planter would just smooth ride across that you would not believe the stand of beans i got behind Mm -hmm. that that 
Salford tool. Mm -hmm. And it's just great to hear those success stories. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you don't always uh, hear from them all the time, but when they're in in the booth and in the farm show, they'll open up and and start talking about products Mm -hmm. that that you've sold them and and how it has made an effect um, on their their farm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's awesome when maybe you get a father son in there and, and, and what they were looking for from you is a way to become more efficient. Maybe they don't have much help and, and they want to come to you, uh, to look for different ways to speed up their operation, to allow them to get their corn harvested faster or to get their tillage done and cover crop seeded faster and all that. And, Mm -hmm. and when you can provide that, or maybe you save them a pass by putting row cleaners on their planter and when when they put the faith in you that those row cleaners are going to save them a pass and they go out and try it and do it and it works and they come to you and and they're like man i don't know why i didn't do that 10 years ago and uh those are the great stories um to hear it's it's a lot of fun to to hear guys talk about that Mm -hmm. so yeah it was definitely a good show it was great to see everyone if if anyone listening was there we we appreciate your presence and uh glad that we got to meet up with you there and and hopefully we'll see you guys here in uh another month mm-hmm. at the uh at the louisville farm show so yep. that's that's coming up too um what do we have coming down the pipe? I, I leaked it a little bit in that episode with uh, Lee, but we're going to have a second booth there. Cody, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? What, what are we going to put in that second booth? It's up in that big room. So we'll be just down the way from uh, the Salford booth um, up in the big room. So we're going to have a booth both where we always are and up in the in the big room uh, with where uh john deere and case and all the big dogs are so we'll just have a little what is it a 10 by 20 yes yeah so we'll we'll probably have a devastator up there and maybe some uh we're definitely going to have another uh poly uh, poly spike closing wheel setup up there and um just a little a little few odds and ends and uh if you need to see anything bigger we'll send you down to the uh down to the quote unquote dungeon as yeah. we call it yeah the west wing mm-hmm. the the lighting isn't great down there i always joke and call it the dungeon mm-hmm. um I, heck i've talked to guys that go to the show and they don't even make it over to the west wing mm-hmm. so that's why we're trying to have a booth in each room mm-hmm. um, because there have been times where we're in the west wing and maybe there's no traffic and we talk to the southford guys and they're covered up mm-hmm. so I know there's a lot of people. It can get congested making your way around that hallway around the tractor pulling arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it, it can be tricky to get over there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, especially if you've never been there before. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep, it'll be interesting, and uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun. This week, I sent the shop guys out on a planter job. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty quick job. They they plumbed up some uh, stainless steel tubes out the back of a John Deere 12-row planter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they went out and tackled that yesterday. Um, we've got a lot of planter jobs locked in, really. Yeah. Probably half a dozen or so. Mm-hmm. I, I locked in a, a little bit of a planter job today and saw some row cleaners and and some TT300s out the back of a 1775. Nice. So, 
that'll be fun. I'm, I'm quoting quite a few more. So Yeah, yeah, I know I've got quite a few to quote, and I think I've got two or three that we've got to go do. So. Yeah, yep, tis the season. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. So, well, I'd say that's enough about equipment talk. You cannot wait to tell hunting stories. What? I mean, it, it's... It's, yeah. I'm sorry. It's in my blood. It's a great story. It is. Yeah. See, Cody's tagged out now in Mercer County. Mm -hmm. Ohio, they they base it off of counties. I think you can get up to eight deer maybe in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But you can only kill so many in certain counties. Mercer County, you can get three deer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can only get one buck total in the entire state no matter what. Um, So muzzleloader season I, I i live for muzzleloader season it's usually cold the deer usually bunched up um they're headed to food they're pretty predictable and uh with the old smoke pole you get a little more range it's like it's like bow hunting because it's primitive you know you only get one shot but you get just a little more extended range mm-hmm. and so uh cards are stacked a little bit more in your favor but uh yeah i guess just break it down for us cody we we were muzzleloader hunting there it was a sunday and uh talk about what happened yeah so uh we we're heading out to adam adam's got a place that we hunt where uh he we uh also do some a little bit of farming farm about 55 acres of his and uh well we farm it twice a year we plant wheat and double crop beans so it, it's 110 acres okay then, okay right? yeah if we farm it twice yeah that's true that's good <laughs> logic i like your thinking i like your thinking but uh no we he's got a little morton building that we have all of our hunting gear in and stuff like that and so we we're getting ready and everything and so we're walking we're on our way out to uh to our stands and uh i look up and i'm like adam there's there's deer running out there and and these things are probably 800 yards thousand yards probably they're something out, like that. They're, they're out there they're out there and uh and i'm like look and adam's like oh yeah there are some out there and he pulls up his gun and looks through his scope and well i was like oh they're chasing each other they're just running around in circles he goes i bet there's a doe in heat out there and i go yeah there's probably a good chance he goes dude they're coming back i'm like all right okay so uh we uh we just we keep walking to the stand like we were and we're watching and looking for them and looking for them and all of a sudden adam goes oh right there they are let's go let's go and so um basically we're i don't know we're probably 150 from the woods felt like a half a mile (laughs) at least for me it did these and these deer they they they're running around chasing and they and i told cody like i said they're they're going to eventually come back i think mm-hmm. i said there's a good chance and all of a sudden i see them circling and they're coming over this hill and i said cody let's go mm-hmm. and we we just took off sprinting because mm-hmm. we're out in the middle of the open field and they keep coming they're just going to spot us yeah so i said we got to get in the woods and so we took off running mm-hmm. 
Yep. So we, yeah, we took off running and I, I stopped in the corner and Adam went into the woods, probably about 30 yards across the creek. And just so that way he could be a little bit more mobile. So that way we didn't miss a chance to at least shoot at him. And, uh, so he's kind of maneuvering his way in there and he calls me, he goes, can you see him? And I go, no, not yet. And I'm like, Oh, yep. Right there they are. And he goes, Oh yeah. Okay. And he hangs up and so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for Adam and I can see there's probably about seven or eight of them. There were three bucks. They were just, uh, they were decent six pointers. And then the rest of them were does. And one of them was in heat. And, uh, well, why don't you go ahead? Yep. So from my angle, they were, they were headed right to me. They were going to enter the woods right at me and the lead doe, she was the one in heat. And, and you gotta, you gotta remember these deer, they're coming in running and I know the clock is ticking. We're going to have about 10 seconds here to, to make something happen and, or they are going to realize we're there or they're just simply going to run through their chasing pattern. And so the lead doe comes and she spots me cause I'm looking cause I know there's bucks in this group. I want to see what these bucks look like before I shoot anything. And so the bucks make their way through the window that I can see through, through the trees. And I, I can see that they're just marginal deer. They're just some, some six pointers, like Cody said. And, and I'm like, okay. So I, I instantly make the decision. I'm not shooting any of those bucks. So I revert over. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot a doe right here out of this deal. And so the lead doe, I pretty much pick her out. She's, she sees me but she's getting chased and it, it's in the heat of the moment and she she's coming so i get my gun up and she's getting ready across the creek and at this point she's probably about 20 yards and uh i put my scope on her shoot make a good shot she takes off running up into the woods behind me and uh i know instantly right there you know i've i've got a, a deer and so i'm just kind of watching her and I don't really know where any of the deer went at this time, any of the other deer. I'm kind of hoping they maybe faded down to Cody. And it was right about that time I hear, boom. I'm like, heck yeah. You know, we maybe we just shot two deer. And so I, I collect my stuff. I had my hat laying on the ground, my gloves, and I'm shaking. And it, I'm like, heck yeah, this is awesome. And so I go walk over to Cody, meet up with him. And, and, and he says, uh, he says, yeah, I... I shot one too out in the field and so uh, we went and kind of tried to find where she was started finding some blood and uh, and we tracked her for a little ways we left let mine go because I was confident where she was and we went and tracked Cody's for a little while and we weren't getting great blood Mm-mm. and I said well Cody it's early yet you know there's still an hour and a half of daylight why don't we just go sit where we were going to sit there's a good chance we still see some more deer yet and so we did and we let cody's we let both deer just just cool out we, mm-hmm. we, we didn't go find them yet so we went hunting and didn't see anything else so we went back after dark kept tracking cody's and we we were starting to get a pretty good feeling that she wasn't hit real well mm-hmm. not much blood we found a bed we tracked her up into my property into this thicket that we call the gravel pits and i told cody i said i i bet she just bedded up in there 
we probably should not keep tracking her because we'll end up bumping her and then we'll never find her mm-hmm. and so uh so we called called up garrett mm-hmm. so take it from there yeah so uh we called up garrett garrett's one of our buddies that we hunt with uh, and uh he for christmas he bought himself a, a thermal drone so one of those thermal drones that you can go out and go find wounded deer or hopefully dead deer if uh you made a decent shot on her and uh so we're waiting on garrett for probably about a half hour and keep in mind it's pretty cold out so uh garrett finally gets there and uh and my, my wife brings out my boys yep, in the meantime yep and so the the hooligans are in there having a bunch of fun and adam's got a swing and basketball hoop and we're we're hooting and hollering in there and garrett shows up and they get the drone out or garrett gets the drone out and we fire it up and we uh we're starting to look and there we find her she she did exactly what she what we thought she did she bedded down in the gravel pits and uh she's just sitting there going to town licking her wound so we were like all right well we'll we'll wait until morning and uh we'll wait on her so garrett's like well do you do you feel confident that adam killed his deer and we're like yeah we're pretty confident and he goes well i'll fly it over there and we'll we'll find her and i'm like all right and so we fly it over there and we find uh we find your deer right away we knew exact uh, almost exactly where she was and uh yeah he uh he found her and dropped a pin and flew it back and that that was pretty cool yeah the so then we loaded everyone up on the tractor Mm -hmm. on the Kubota loader and this is why i wanted the boys to come out of course it was sunday they had school the next day Mm -hmm. so we're kind of racing the clock my wife's saying get them boys home you know it's it's (laughs) bedtime but um almost every deer that i've shot in the last few years i've i've had the boys come out help me track Mm -hmm. and and they bring out their leathermans they're ready to skin the deer and gut and <laughs> they're they're all into this deal so mm, they're all about it yep and i wanted them to experience it again so we go out and we we go out into the woods and track the deer find it and uh took pictures with the boys <laughs> we we almost stumbled upon it <laughs> yeah yeah we found it right away got the deer loaded up in the bucket and and got everyone in the tractor and brought them back to the Morton building and and got her taken care of and hung up and mm-hmm. uh, and the boys just just had a riot. They still talk about that today and they will <laughs> for a long time. I I showed them the heart and it's funny. Um, at night we we tell stories. We tell make believe or sometimes real hunting stories. And Jackson, my youngest boy, he's three. I ask him ever since that night. I say, Jackson, tell me a story. And in the past, it would be a story uh, where where he would see a buck out in the bean field because he remembers this summer he would he was walking with me out through the beans. We were checking the beans, and I pretended that there was a deer out there, and we were sneaking up on it. <laughs> there wasn't a deer, but that was the story he would tell. He'd say, oh, Dad, look, I see the buck, and he would act like he's sneaking, and I'd say, get your bow, and he'd pretend he was pulling it back, and we would tell that hunting story at night. Well, now... I say, Jackson, tell me a hunt story. He says, one time I was out at the groundhog barn and I saw her. He says, her. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we shot my doe, we kept saying her, like mm-hmm. grab her. 
let's go gut her. Yep. And so he refers to that deer as her. <laughs> and so he says, so I was out there at the groundhog barn and I saw her and we were down by the creek and we went through the creek and on the trail and we got her and we, we had her heart. Because if you remember, when I gutted her, the boys wanted to see her heart. Yeah. And I showed her the heart. And yep. so he tells that story. It's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I wanted them out there to experience that. And, and so mm-hmm. it was a great time. And so we went back out the next morning. We were able to find Cody's doe and, and get her dispatched and, and taken care of and hung up as well. Mm-hmm. So we doubled up. That was so much fun. Uh, just the way it went down, Mm -hmm. you know, we weren't just sitting in a tree stand and some deer kind of milled by and and boom, you shoot them. We we used a lot of the skills and and things that we've developed to know how deer act over the years to make a good move on those deer. We, We knew as soon as we saw them chasing each other that we had a shot and they were a half mile away. Mm -hmm. And so it was just fun for it to happen in that manner and and deer hunting by yourself is cool it's fun you you can do what you want to do but when you hunt with others and it happens it's so much better mm-hmm. it was so fun so uh to get everyone out there and, and garrett was involved mm-hmm. and caitlin brought the boys out man that yeah that that's the highlight of my scene granted that's the only deer i've shot so far mm-hmm. um so yeah, that made Cody tagged out in Mercer County. That's number three. Yeah, for Cody. Yep. And uh, so, so that was that's, a blast. That's back to back years. Back to back. So, um, so now you know it's January nineteenth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting a lot of deer activity. They're all bunched up. We're seeing thirty some deer a night, and uh, there's a couple bucks that are shooters, but with when there's 30 deer in a, in a pack they're extremely hard to hunt mm-hmm. you're talking 60 eyeballs 30 noses that you got a fool to get them within bow range yeah ohio season runs until i think february 4th mm-hmm. so um so yeah it it was fun we've still got some time i'm gonna try and arrow a buck and uh but i'll tell you with this cold with the time of year I can't help but think about them coyotes. Oh yeah. It it's go time. Oh we, yeah. We this cold snap really, really um, you know, them coyotes are gonna be hungry. Mm-hmm. Period. And and breeding season's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um man, we are going coyote hunting this weekend and yep. I am so pumped. Yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be on fire. We're gonna dog them down. We are going to to nail it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other times whenever we go coyote hunting, we just kind of go. Yeah. Just, just because maybe we're free that day. Mm-hmm. We don't really, this is the first time that we've had the weather in our favor. Yeah. You know. For sure. In in a long time anyway. Oh, in forever. Mm-hmm. And probably, probably since the first time we've ever went. Yeah. So, um, it, it's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to call in multiple coyotes. I think we're going to go Saturday. We got we got the gun, got the gun dialed in. Well, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. They better they better be sniffing it. And uh, so it'll be good time. Yep, we're going to have some coyotes hunt stories coming up. But that's that's what we do. Um, 
when when we're not making YouTube videos and doing podcasts and and helping farmers, we hunt. It mm-hmm. is so fun, and and it creates a very fun lifestyle, and uh, it it just it it actually hones you for for life. I mean, you're yeah, you're hunting, you're chasing deer, but it, that ain't what it's about. It, it's about making those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, can I can I be quiet enough and and sneaky enough and and use the wind enough to fool that animal Mm -hmm. and uh and it creates a lot of skills that that you use every day so um that is that's the hunting story and and coyotes are next and i i i couldn't be more excited uh to go out saturday yeah for sure i'm pumped i am pumped i don't know that i've 100 percent cleared it with my wife yet but uh, um, we're going coyote hunting. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they aren't going to listen to this anyway, so it don't really matter if we talk about them or not. So, <laughs> so tonight I'm going to run it, just kind of slide it there over the table, you know, a little note sliding over, like, hey, we're going coyote hunting Saturday. Yeah, it'll just be like, um, hey, just let you know, uh, I ain't going to be around Saturday. The weather's going to be ideal, and they're going to be they're going to be out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe we can. Uh, there's some more deer. Yep, there's deer everywhere tonight. Quite a few. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm, yeah. Yep. I'm sniffing that decoy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what we got going. We're back at the shop now. We mm-hmm. we just got back to to the new shop. So. Yep. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We will keep them coming. Thank you for listening, and. Uh, We'll have some coyote hunting stories on the next one. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Yep. We'll see you.